With Valentine's Day around the corner, we're going to be talking about love, how to love yourself by seeing yourself through God's eyes, and how this is key to overcoming that annoying and sometimes crippling imposter syndrome that keeps you from fully stepping into your calling with everything you have to experience everything that God wants for you. These steps I'm going to share are going to help you overcome imposter syndrome, aka love yourself, no matter where you are in your journey, so you can fully step into your calling. Let's do this. If you're feeling God call you to pivot life as you know it by leaving your career plans to start an online business and you're terrified of how you'd ever actually pull that off, then you're a mama with a calling and this is the podcast for you. Here's where we'll talk about everything from choosing the right business and running it as a mom to biblical inspiration and motivation to conquer your fears. Because even though it's causing you some anxiety, you're also excited because you know God's calling you to it. And that means you're headed to a life with more joy, fulfillment, and purpose like you've always wanted. Hi, I'm Alexia Carrillo, fellow Mama with the Calling, and I'm passionate about helping other moms like you step into their calling and not stay stuck in their career for fear of going against the grain. I believe it's okay to pivot and follow God's calling on your life without the guilt or shame for not doing what the world says you should do. This is the Mama with the Calling podcast where we'll figure out how you can actually make this wild calling on your life become a reality. Let's grab some coffee and dive in. Before we get into today's episode, I want to make sure you know about my free weekly newsletter and how you can get in on that. I know you're busy with business, potentially work, and then there's all the family life stuff. So I send this newsletter every week to make things easier for you and to make sure you always know what's happening that can help you succeed as you pursue your calling. So it's one email that you're going to actually love getting because it's actually helpful. Every week, I do a recap of recent podcast episodes, so if you're really loving these episodes, but you don't want to miss them, then it's a great way to make sure you you actually see them. I know for me, like, I have so many podcasts that I'm signed up for that I miss all the new ones, and so this is a great way to make sure you see these, and I make it easy with links straight to the episode, so you don't have to go searching for it or anything. I also share tips and insights about how to navigate online business, work at home, mom life, and more, as well as special savings and promos on products and services, not just from me, but also from others that I trust in the online business space. Um, And that's great because then you, instead of having to search through a bunch of stuff, you can be like, okay, these are great products. I can trust these. And they are already designed to help you succeed in your calling to be an entrepreneur. So that is a great bonus as well to to see what those are. Because sometimes you're not aware of people and you might miss some big sale or whatever. And so it's a great way to see kind of up-to-date things on that. And then for added fun, I throw in random bits from my work-at-home mom life that are often entertaining. So if you're interested, you can go to mamawithacalling.com and right there at the top of the page is a free gift that you can grab that'll put you on the list to get the newsletter. All right, let's get to today's show. So with Valentine's Day coming up, I wanted to take an opportunity to do an episode about love, but we're not talking about romantic love. Instead, we're going to be talking about loving yourself, loving yourself the way God does and why this is so important for your success as an entrepreneur. Imposter syndrome is something that most entrepreneurs face. This is where you don't think you're good enough, smart enough, talented enough, whatever enough, right? To be able to really do your business. You don't see yourself in a very positive light. You don't love yourself or think very positively about yourself. 
you might in other areas of your life, but something about business has a tendency to bring this to the forefront. And how you handle that imposter syndrome is going to affect your success with the calling that God has given you. If you don't see yourself the way God does, then you will believe the thoughts that are feeding that imposter syndrome and you'll never start the business or maybe you start it, but you don't really start it. You're not really offering things for sale. You're not actually creating products. You're not actually offering coaching or whatever it is. And you won't show up to serve people the way that God is calling you to if you don't think you even deserve being there or that you can be there because you're not qualified. So in today's episode, we're going to be going straight to the Bible to see what God has to say about how he sees you and how to use that information to combat imposter syndrome, no matter when it tries to resurface and stop you as you are stepping into your calling. So like I said, imposter syndrome is something that I talk about a lot. It's really important to me. You'll hear me talk about it a lot on the podcast because I know all too well how crippling it can be. For years, I struggled with imposter syndrome. I didn't even know that it was called that until I was in grad school and they were doing a seminar about it. And I read the description and thought, that's what I feel. It's a thing that other people feel too. Like it just felt like this secret or something that I was operating from. And the description went something like this. Do you feel like people are going to find out that you don't know what you're doing? Do you often wonder why you were even chose for the position you're currently in? Are you waiting for everyone to realize how little you actually know and how unqualified you truly are? If this is you, you're not alone in dealing with imposter syndrome. (laughs) Sound familiar? That seminar was the beginning of my journey to understanding the cause of my imposter syndrome and starting, just like beginning, to start to try to understand it and overcome it. But really the biggest transformation that that had the biggest impact on the imposter syndrome was when I quit my job to pursue entrepreneurship full time. I mean, grad school was hard for me because I wasn't exactly used to not knowing things or even struggling in school or work. I know that sounds kind of arrogant, but it's true. Like everything just seemed to come naturally to me or come easily. School, sports, jobs, like whatever I did, I just was good at them. But when I got to grad school, it was a whole different story. But even after grad school showed me that I wasn't actually as amazing as I thought I was, um, being an entrepreneur and a full-time mom at the same time took it to a whole new level. Suddenly I was faced with the reality that I didn't really know that much about business, honestly, like finances and things. I didn't know a lot about time management. I didn't know how to run my home. I didn't know how to be a mom. Like it was all these things at once. And it was really hard on me mentally and emotionally because I had romanticized what being home and being an entrepreneur would be like. And maybe you've done the same thing. I know a lot of us do. I thought it was this thing that since it was this thing that I was meant to do, that when I stepped into it, it would just be easy. And in a lot of, in a lot of ways, that's true. Like when it is your calling, it's, it comes more naturally. It's an easier flow, but it doesn't mean nothing bad's ever going to happen or that you won't struggle. Um, It just means that it will feel like even through the struggle, you still love it. Right. And so when I did that though when I transitioned and the rainbow and cupcake world that I was envisioning wasn't the case. I was just constantly in doubt and worried that I'd made a huge mistake, that I couldn't do this, etc. 
But somewhere deep down, I knew this was where I needed to be and I just had to figure out how to do it. So as I dove into podcast after podcast, maybe you've done the same thing. I was looking for answers. I was trying to figure out why am I so like, why am I having such a hard time putting myself out there or believing in this business and constantly doubting myself? And I realized that it was my imposter syndrome and how I saw myself, my mindset, it was the number one thing stopping me. And at first I tried to just think positive thoughts and just believe that I could do this. Um, Because as I mentioned before, I even slipped into like the manifestation law of attraction world because when I was looking for mindset stuff around business, all that seemed to be out there was the manifestation law of attraction stuff and the new age stuff. And that seemed to, they seem to go one, like hand in hand, which is one of the reasons I started this podcast. Um, There are others out there now, which is great. But at the time, this was years ago, I really... That's what I found. So when I listened to them, I thought, well, they seem to have the confidence that I'm looking for. And I should say, I wasn't in church or anything at the time. That's why I kind of went down that road a little bit without realizing it. Um, But it wasn't until I opened my Bible again after 10 years and asked, what does God say about this? That I, and it was then that I started to really experience true healing and really have this newfound confidence and not the same stuff that the new age people talk about. Um, This was real confidence and lasting and had true healing. So it was in God's word that I found that I didn't need to believe in my inherent talents or abilities or think about how awesome I was. I didn't need to have all these amazing ideas and solutions. I didn't even need to be perfect at all to do the work that God was calling me to do. What I found over and over in the Bible was that God chooses people to do his work and he doesn't make a mistake. He prepares them, provides all they need, and doesn't leave them to figure it out on their own. He always stays with them and leads them and guides them. And it's when we try to do it by ourselves that we actually face the reality that we can't. And that's where we get all stressed and in our head about it. But the amazing thing is we don't have to do it by ourselves. And realizing this and choosing to believe this truth allowed me to overcome imposter syndrome every single time that it tries to creep back up. And it still does. It doesn't ever stop, but and it won't ever stop for you. It just keeps going. It's, you know, every time we learn something new or go to a different level, it's going to come up. And that's just part of it. But now I know how to overcome it so that I can keep moving forward with what God has called me to do. So having these tools is really important. And that's what I want to share with you today. I want to share the steps that I've used um, to be able to do this so that you can also overcome imposter syndrome in your own life as well. So number one is super important, but it's reading the Bible and learning what God says about those he calls. Now for this section, I'm really just going to do an overview because I will go on and on into like a Bible study or something. But this is so important. This is like kind of the core of what I'm trying to do with Mom with the Calling. But you have to know what God says about you and in his truth and what he thinks about his kids, his children. To, to be able to hold on to those truths. If you don't know them, then it's really hard to operate from them. And there's so much freedom and joy and peace and all of that when, when you know those things. So kind of the big pieces that are really important to know are number one, how he sees you. So I have some examples here. So first of all, God loves you, right? So John three 16, we've all heard it. 
He loved you so much. He died for you, basically, right? He gave his one and only son for you. But when we, you know, we hear that so often, and a lot of these verses are going to be like that. Like you probably heard them a whole bunch. But think about like, what does that really mean? God gave his son, but Jesus also gave himself. And the whole point, right, of of that happening is so that he can be with you, so that you can be with him, so that you can interact. <laughs> because before all the Old Testament, there you had to do all these things and God try, kept keeps trying over and over to be with us. And this is the ultimate way that we can be together because he just loves you so much. So just knowing that is huge, right? Believing, reminding yourself of how much God really does love you. And then Romans 8.35 also is another good one that says, for I am sure that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Like nothing can separate you from that love. It, it's just there. First John 3, 1 is another example here. It says, see what kind of love the father has given to us that we should be called children of God. And so we are. And I think that's really important. Think about your kids, right? You don't, they can be little turds. They can, you know, yell at you, they get whatever they can act out, but you don't stop loving them and you would do anything for them to, to see them succeed, to see them in their full potential. Like that's huge. Right. And even if they totally mess up and they don't think they can do it, you want them to, first of all, believe in themselves because you, you see what they don't see, right? You see the amazing artists that they could be because you see these little, these little hints of their interest in art, or you see that they're just so compassionate or so kind or, or whatever it is. And you see something in them that they can't see in themselves. And as a parent, you want to foster that. The same way for God, like he sees us as we really are. He sees you as you really are. What's under there. And if he's called you to this, he sees something that you don't see yet. Especially if you're believing the imposter syndrome. We have to believe that God sees more in us. That's why he called us. Um, I think of like David getting called, right? Because Samuel goes to to all the brothers and it's like on the outside, the, that would have been God's choice. And he picks David, the little scrawny youngest one. And God's like, I don't look at the exterior. I look at the heart. Like I see what you can't see in yourself. So that's the first one is reading through the Bible and seeing how God sees you. Like really all of these, just asking yourself, um, like diving deeper into each of these. So the second one is that he doesn't make a mistake. God does not make mistakes. He, I mean, yeah, he's infinitely wise and all knowing. So he did not make a mistake in calling you to do this business and giving you the passion that you have. In Psalm 139, 14, it says, I praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. You know, people, we hear the first part a lot, but it's like, look around. God makes wonderful things. He does not make a mistake in what he's, what he's doing. So again, knowing that is a really great way to look at yourself. Like if you find yourself saying, I'm not meant to do this, I can't do this, but God, God did not make a mistake in calling you. And that leads us into the third one, which is he prepares those that he calls. Ephesians 2.10 says, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared ahead of time for us to do. And I always love that because it's like there are good works 
that are like available for you. And your business is a good work. It is serving people. It is helping in some capacity. It's bringing joy, something. And it's right in front of you. And he's prepared you with the desire to step into that. And because there are things out there that are great things that could, that are good, but I have no desire to do them. Like I look at them and I don't think anything of it, but you might look at it and say, oh, I need to do that. Like that needs to be done. Right. And that is God preparing you for that. Other examples of this would be Joseph, Moses, David. I've said this before, but he just prepared all of their lives into those stories. Go read those stories. But you can see that he was always preparing them for the ultimate thing he was calling them to do. Number four is that he provides all that we need. So, you know, he loves you. He doesn't make a mistake. He prepares you. He provides what you need and he never leaves you. So this one, he provides all that you need. So Psalm 23, one, the whole, the whole thing, Psalm 23 is great, but it's like the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want, or I have what I need, whichever version you have. But I say that over and over. I have it as a sticky note on my desk. And I'm like, God gives us everything that we need. He's not going to ask you to do something you can't do. He's not going to ask you to do something that is impossible for you to do with what you have. So whatever you have is all you need. And that's really powerful, right? Another good one is 2 Corinthians 9, 8. It says, and God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. And then the fifth one, fifth one, sixth one, <laughs> he never leaves you. So Exodus 3, 11 through 12a, but Moses asked God, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh, that I should bring the Israelites out of Egypt? And he answered, I will certainly be with you. Like, that's all you need to know. I'll be with you. And, you know, of course, again, Moses and, and all the different, every time God calls somebody to do something, he doesn't just leave them. And Deuteronomy 31, six says, be strong and courageous. Don't be terrified or afraid of them. For the Lord your God is the one who will go with you. He will not leave you or abandon you. And then John 14, 16 says, I will ask the Father and he will give you another counselor to be with you forever. So that's the Holy Spirit, right? We have the Holy Spirit forever. So just to recap on these really quick, again, reading the Bible and learning what God says about you and those he calls is so important. He sees you and loves you. He doesn't make a mistake in calling you. He has prepared you for this calling. He provides everything you need for it, and he will never leave you. So even if you're not sure about the other ones, he's not left you. So ask him, seek him, seek his word. This has been huge. Like this has been huge in overcoming imposter syndrome, and it's an ongoing process. And why quiet time and spending that time with him every day is so important. And then the second step is recognizing that imposter syndrome is an attack from the enemy. This was a big one for me because honestly, I didn't really think about the enemy doing any attacking at all. I just, that wasn't really part of what I was thinking. I don't know. And I have a friend that's a really good friend now, but at the time she was just like the mentor of my um, Bible study. And she mentioned to me, mentioned this to me when I was kind of explaining my imposter syndrome. And I was like, what? <laughs> like this, I didn't know this was a thing. But the enemy will try to bring you down and he's going to use this to stop you. And a lot of you probably know that, but some of you might not. You might be like me and you're like, the enemy, what? Like it's to some, it can sound like really out there, but it's real. Like we are in a spiritual battle all the time. And 
just because you're saved, especially because you're saved, he's not going to leave you alone. And then you're going to try to do something big for God. He's going to come at you and imposter syndrome and making you think that you're not good enough or that you don't deserve this. He's going to come at you with those mental attacks to stop you in your tracks. Um, John 10, 10 says the thief comes only to steal, kill and destroy. And I came, this is Jesus. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. Second Timothy 1, 7 says, for God gave us a spirit, not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. So remembering and recognizing, okay, here comes that imposter syndrome back up. It's not me. Like, I mean, it is you thinking about negative things, but it can also be, this is the enemy trying to stop me. And we're not having any of that. Jesus said, he's come to give me life. And the thief is trying to steal, kill and destroy this dream. My life that God has planned for me. And I do not have a spirit of fear, but of power and love and self-control. Like just saying that over and over and recognizing that that is also huge. Number three is to remind yourself of this truth daily. So this one's, you know, we just have these three steps, which is reading the Bible, which is huge, recognizing imposter syndrome as an attack from the enemy, and then reminding yourself of this truth, all of these truths daily. So this is why spending time in the word daily is so important. Even just for a few minutes, um, you know, I would say, yes, listening to this podcast can help because I bring in scripture a lot, but honestly, it's not enough. Like reading the Bible for yourself, getting quiet so you can hear the Holy Spirit speak to you. That is so important. Even just for a few minutes. I use the YouVersion Bible app. You can look at all the different Bible translations in there. They have a verse of the day. Like there's a ton of little devotionals, all of that. Something to get in God's word. And as we see in Ephesians 6, he talks about putting on the whole armor of God to protect yourself from those attacks that I was talking about in number two. And two pieces that stand out to me for this one, for imposter syndrome mostly, is the belt of truth and the sword of the spirit. So to be able to put on a belt of truth, you have to know what the truth is, right? So you have to read that scripture to be able to wear it. And you ha- you can't just read the scripture. You have to know the scripture. And that's where the sword comes in. Because the sword is the one piece that can be used to fight with, right? And that's the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. So knowing his word, being able to spit it back out, like to recall it, knowing his word will help you fight against the lies that you're not good enough. You're not loved. You can't do it, etc. Because you know what God says about you. And Jesus shows us how this works when he's being tempted in the wilderness, right? When he uses scripture, he doesn't even say much. He just says like Bible verses, (laughs) says God's word to counter every single thing that the enemy tried to tempt him with. And let's not forget temptations that that Jesus was presented with. They're not just for food or money or fame. Those are all mental. They're mentally like he's attacking the mind and trying to get him to shift the way he thinks. And so using God's word, knowing God's word to, to stay strong against imposter syndrome is huge. So using these three steps, you will be able to overcome imposter syndrome at any point in your journey, but it all starts with admitting what you're actually feeling imposter syndrome about. So as Christians, it seems like we feel this a lot, but we don't want to admit it because we're ashamed. Like there's this almost like a toxic positivity in Christian culture that says, You're not supposed to have feelings that you can't do something because you can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And I'm not trying to diminish that verse. And it's it's true. We can. But we just kind of spit it out there like it's a cure-all 
when what we really need to do is reflect on what the verse means. Why did Paul say it? When you look, you'll see that all throughout the New Testament, it talks about how to overcome doubt and worry and fear because those are human emotions. We should expect those things. They are going to come and it gives us the answer, but it doesn't mean that we won't ever feel the other things ever again. And the amazing part of the whole thing is that we have the solution, right? But to be able to apply it, we have to first admit that we need it. In Galatians 2.21, Paul says, I do not set aside the grace of God, for if righteousness comes through the law, aka being perfect, following all the rules, then Christ died for nothing, right? So basically, it's like saying, I don't need help, then you don't you don't receive help. If you think you don't need grace, then you can't receive the grace that's already available to you. And that means Jesus died for nothing. So if you don't admit that you have this imposter syndrome and really get crystal clear on what you're having imposter syndrome about, then you can't receive the healing. So it's okay to admit when you're feeling less than capable. In fact, that's where you're going to meet Jesus, right? When you can acknowledge that you know you can't do this on your own and that you need him. Then you can lean on the truth of his word and that is where your strength will come from. You won't be operating from your own abilities and strengths, but the strength of Christ working through you. So doing all things through Christ who strengthens you, but it'll have a whole different meaning. And while this sounds amazing, I'm sure you might be thinking that this feels like a lot. It's kind of overwhelming, especially if you have a ton of imposter syndrome like I did. Um, Like you want to have it, you want to do this, but you have so much on so many levels that you don't even know where to start. I've got you. Don't worry. We're going to make it simple. I want you to pick one thought, like just the next thought after this podcast that comes up for you today. One negative thought that comes up when you think about your business, when you sit down to work, that kind of thing. It's probably so prevalent that you haven't actually noticed it before, but today you're going to be looking for it. And when it does come up, you're going to write it down or put it in your phone or whatever, whatever to grab the thought. And then I want you to, first of all, look at that thought and be like, whoa, that's, it's pretty painful to like admit it out loud, but it's powerful to see it, to put light on it. Then I want you to pray and ask God to show you the truth about it. And finally, I want you to find scripture that counteracts that, um, that you can then use daily as a reminder. So read it, read whatever the scripture is that you find, read it every single day this week. Set a reminder on your phone, put it on your mirror, whatever you need to do to get this verse into your heart, do it. And especially when the imposter syndrome thought tries to come back up again, throw this verse at it, throw it. (laughs) You'll be amazed at what happens. And I do want to say, you don't want to just say Bible verses and not believe them. Believe that what you are saying is true because it is true. It came from God. It is inspired by him. It is written in the Bible. It is from him. So when you speak that, it is truth. So it's not just saying words. It's not like an incantation or something. Like you are saying something that's real and you'll be amazed what happens when you truly start to believe that. And remember, this is the building of that armor. So it's hard to fight off a negative thought like that if you believe the negative thought. So you have to replace the lie with the real truth so that you can stand on that instead. And it'll take time. But doing that for a week will really start to give you a glimmer of what that looks like, what that feels like to believe this truth instead of the lie that you're believing now. And you don't have to share your specific imposter syndrome area or the thing that you're struggling with unless you want to, of course, but I'd love to hear which verse you're memorizing this week. 
um, come share it in the free Mama with a Calling Facebook group, mamawithacalling.com slash community. And just let us know what your verse is this week. It'll, you don't have to explain why. You can just put it up there. And I think that's that'll be so encouraging to, to see those come through. So I hope this encourages you this week, empowers you to keep going. Just a quick recap of the three major steps. So number one, reading the Bible and learning what God says about those he calls. Number two, recognizing imposter syndrome as an attack from the enemy. And number three, reminding yourself of that truth daily. And don't forget to grab that negative thought, get that verse and start repeating it and seeing what happens. All right. I will see you guys next time. And as always, keep pursuing your calling. Thanks for listening to the Mama with a Calling podcast. As always, you'll find the show notes for today's episode at mamawithacalling.com slash podcast. Really quick before you head out, are you loving these episodes? To make sure this podcast gets in the ears of as many mamas as possible, please head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. And while you're there, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out on any future episodes. I'm going to be reading your reviews on the podcast, so I can't wait to hear from you. Also, if you know someone that needs to hear these episodes, grab a screenshot and share it on Instagram. And don't forget to tag me at Mama with a Calling so I can share it in my stories. Until next time, keep pursuing your calling.